This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 67 of the Wisdom by Wisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks-Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguilar. Welcome to Wisdom by Wisa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news from manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Last week, we spoke with Buck Anderson, and he shared some memories of the Wisa Trade Show from the 90s. Sophia is here to tell us uh, maybe if there's any memories the Wisa staff can share with us. So, yes, in 1995, the Denver Mart expanded and opened the Pavilion, which is actually where we um, always held our second show, um, the fall show in Denver. And as Beth mentioned, the 75th anniversary was in 1997. And it was also the year that WESA had a record number of um, memberships. It was 1,200 manufacturers and sales representatives. And the Denver Mart then expanded again in 1998 by opening up the plaza, which again added to our square footage. Were you there? I was not. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Today, moving into the 21st century, what can you tell us about that time? Yes, today we'll get to speak with Jack Tate, and he was the president when Wessa celebrated the 80th anniversary. And during that trade show, the fashion show was one to remember. And we will share some images along with today's episode so everyone can take a look back at the fashion of the early 21st century. During his entire sales career, Jack Tate represented footwear. First Uniroyal, then Minnetonka. It was while he was based in a showroom at the Denver Merchandise Mart that his fellow salespeople, representing other lines, encouraged him to run for the WESA board. He eventually moved up to become president in 2001 and 2002, but he's equally well known for the WESA, in the WESA world as the guy who organized a successful golf tournament every year in conjunction with the fall show, which raised funds for youth rodeo, including Little Britches and the National High School Rodeo Association. Jack's with us today to talk about all that. If you're primarily involved in the show horse world, perhaps you should have the podcast show on your podcast playlist. This weekly show, hosted by Piper Clem, publisher of The Plaid Horse Magazine, features guests including Olympian equestrians, top hunter, jumper, and equitation riders, trainers, horse show managers, and industry insiders. One episode each month is devoted to the mental side of the sport with nationally recognized mental skills coach and author Tanya Johnston. Jack Tate, thank you so much for joining us today on the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very thankful. 
Well, we're glad to have you here. We have been uh, and will be interviewing other uh, uh, people who have been on the WISA board and have been uh, an officer of WISA from time to time. Uh, but we wanted to chat with you for, uh, for several reasons. But you and I chatted yesterday about the fact that your entire career in the retail and the apparel world was primarily in the footwear business. Why don't you go back to Uniroyal and give us the high spots to point when you got to Minnetonka and uh, then got involved in WISA? Okay. Well, I uh, <clears throat> when I uh, retired from an 18-year career with Minnetonka, uh, they... Uh, they uh, had a preference. Of the, I had a pre preference in the Denver Merchandise Mart as a part-time sales manager for Leather Gallery uh, and the current chairman of the board of uh, Leather Gallery, and also uh, for a 41-year career in sales. And it begins with a part-time shoe salesman when I was going through college. That's what I, well, in high school, too, but through college. <clears throat> and uh, worked my way up to uh, the president of WISA. And my first shoe job, uh, I uh, acquired a love for selling. And after uh, I got my degree at Eastern Montana College in Billings, uh, I started uh, into a full-time job with uh, Uniroyal in, uh, in 1964. And I sold kids grasshoppers, pro kids, red ball, and Uniroyal brands and moved to the Denver Merchandise Mart when the company opened a showroom there. And uh, that was in 1972. And three years later, I was promoted to sales manager and stayed with the company until it closed the March showroom in 1979. And after moving to the L.A. part as the Western Regional Manager for Uniroyal, I decided the Denver Merchandise Mart was a better fit for me. And I returned later that year to become a partner in Dunshoe and Leather Company who wanted to form a footwear division of their company. In and that was in 1986. Then I joined Minnetonka Moccasins after we sold Dunshuk Company and uh, was with them for 18 years. And I spent 32 years at the Denver Merchandise Mart Tenant. And when I was with uh, Minnetonka, I, uh, big, the, I became a sales rep for, uh, for them, and at also uh, I attended, uh, belonged to WISA, and uh, that worked out very well for me because I had a permanent showroom in the Mart and all of the the Western sales, we sell sales shows were at the Denver Merchandise Mart. And uh, I uh, got very involved with WISA. 
And I was elected to the board uh, in 1990. After moving through all the chairs, I served one term as president, which is a two-year term, and a two-year term as chairman of the board. Jack, uh, Jack, can I interrupt you a second? Because you told me a great story yesterday, and I want you to yeah, review it for our listeners. And that was your sure. very first board meeting when you showed up on the stage. Well, what that was was it was a it was at a at the very first market that I attended, where I was on the stage with the board of directors. I was just I was not. A, in an officer, I was just a member of the board. And the owner, since I was working for Minnetonka, I wore uh, Minnetonka clothing and also footwear. And he, this gentleman, was a the owner and president of a big uh, Western wear hat company. And he informed me and the board that it was very unusual to have someone on the board of directors with no Western apparel on whatsoever. <laughs> and he uh, and, and, and I came back to him saying, you, you're absolutely correct. If I'm going to represent the, the uh, Western industry, the least I can do is wear the apparel of the Western industry, whether it be boots or a jacket or a pants or whatever, and that it would never happen again. And it didn't. I went out and purchased wholesale from all my buddies that sold those items and picked out five or six boots and a lot of jackets and pants. And I had a wardrobe then that I could feel comfortable uh at a market so that he 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 corrected me and uh, he was absolutely online and and i uh, was obliged to help him out and help it yes mm -hmm. so in a way that's how i got my western apparel that i wore all the time i was at a market well and it worked out pretty well for you and it worked out pretty well for them talk to us a little bit because you and i talked about it as well yes. In addition to being uh, an officer and a board member of WISA and dealing with the internal things, you got involved in producing that annual golf tournament that was held every year in Denver. And I'm curious as to how that came about and uh, how you went about doing that. Well, I had a little help from my my. Uh, oldest my son he is, is a professional golfer and he was the head pro of of a uh, of one of the big uh, golf courses here in in denver a private course and uh, uh when i told him that i wanted to start this was in in two, in uh, 2001 when i was on when i was president that we would begin, I checked with a bunch of, of the other board members and said, what about us prior to the market having a show, a, a shoe or a golf show where golf 
uh, and where we could benefit some somebody in the Western industry. So that's how it got started. He helped me get it organized. We put it together, and uh, we we had our our first first one in two thousand one in September at our fall show, and uh, we had about forty. 45 or 50 people show up for that mark for that uh, golf tournament and it just caught fire and it just kept going until we were having over 100 people there attending our golf outings and we also benefited uh, a lot of people the first one we had th- three uh, times we did it for the um let me see if i can yeah for uh the handicapped, it was a North America writing for handicapped people. So we did that for three years. And then we moved the show to his golf course or the, the, the market or the golf program to his show instead of in Westminster where we were holding it for the first three years. And at that time when we moved it there in 2004, uh, we changed and went to the sponsorship for the National Little Britches Rodeo and high, school, and high School Rodeo Associations. So they were then awarded the, the, uh, the monies that we made during the tournament for their uh, needs. And uh, uh, we, uh, we, uh, I, I, I continued to play in every golf tournament they had and we had a full team and we had lots of sponsors manufacturers and so forth that played in the golf set teams in to play in the golf tournament and uh, I continued playing until I retired so uh, the golf tournament I participated for 17 years in that well that sounds like a lot of fun Casey hop in here Jack, well, I, I just want to say thank you for being um, such a large part of the Western industry for so many years. And I was a national Little Britches Rodeo member really? so, m- many Wonderful. years ago. So it um, means a lot to me and, you know, my my life of yesteryear to have people like you that was, um, you know, so dominant in, in, in this industry. And for uh, my daughter that may be in Little Britches and within the Western industry in the future. So you know, you're one of those that paved the way for so many things. Um, um, in direct regards to WISA, I, I just want to know your thoughts about the fashion part of our Western industry and maybe even what the secret to the longevity of, of Western fashion, because it's, it's something that's been around for a long time and it's not going anywhere. Well, you know, things change and, uh, uh, Western is it, back in the days when they had a lot of Western movies. There was a lot of Western songs. Uh, it was a much more popular uh, category than maybe it is today. And also uh, the marketing of of uh, Western wear has changed substantially from the time I started. And uh, at the time we established WISA, we had over 500 salesmen 
This was a salesman's organization, not a manufacturer's. It was a salesman. And we ran the markets for our manufacturers. And now, with the way things are going, there's less salesmen out there traveling now because most of the manufacturers have either gone direct to the consumer or they are hiring their own sales force rather than using a a salesman to travel several states with several different lines, which is what most of our guys did back in those days. Uh, So uh, it has changed. And, uh, uh, you know, they just don't wear Western wear like they used to, uh, even here in the West. So it has changed. So it, it's different now. But sure. I, I still think that there's a place for WISA. They'll just have to get the smaller retailers to that do continue to carry a lot of Western wear. The chains, they don't want salesmen calling on them, the big, the big chains. They'll deal directly with the manufacturer and they in, in, end up getting the, the salesman's commissions. So they got a little better margins on their profits. So it has changed substantially from when I was involved. But, uh, uh, there is still a need for, uh, a, a, uh, WISA. Okay, sure. there's, there's is a need for them, mm-hmm. and uh, even though I I no longer uh, go to any of their markets in Dallas, uh, I still want them to be successful in what they do, and uh, but it it has changed. Yes, it's much different than it was when I was involved. We said we say that WISA is where the industry meets, and uh, as you mentioned, there is a need for WISA. And as long as there are retailers, uh, rather they're brick and mortar or um, online stores and and brands, WISA is always going to be an industry standard. And I think that's something to uh, speak highly of and be very. It's it's really nice to talk to you, someone that has been a part of it, and it's a part of its success. Well, thank you, and and uh, I have a lot of dear friends in in the industry, and uh, I want them to continue to be successful. And WISA is certainly uh, the way to go. And I I, uh, I I concur with with what you said a hundred percent. Jack, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to give us your perspective on uh, both your career and the, uh, the the changes that WISA has made in terms of the way people go to market, the way that uh, products are sold, and it's been, a, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you as a guest on our show. Well, I, I, I thank you for asking me. I spent a, a lot of years... Uh, in WISA and with them, and uh, I can do. I can say that I'm hopeful that everything works well for them. It's a whole new world, but uh, uh, I enjoyed every every minute that I spent with uh, the Western industry and with the involvement with WISA. So uh, let's just hope that everything works well for everybody and that there's a a long life for for WISA. 
Well, and Jack, we wish you well as uh, we wish you well also, and thank you for taking the time to be with us on Wisdom by Wisa. Hey, thank you very much, and uh, uh, appreciate uh, appreciate your help. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at wisdombywisa.com. And, of course, we'd always like to hear your feedbacks. There is a contact link on that site. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.